Oh, look, the Cowboys, they're in the top 10. And they're gone. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. 1 and 0, baby. 1 and 0. Grassy. And today, we are going to be doing the power rankings for week two in the NFL. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to a brand new patron and YouTube member. First, over on Patreon, we have, do you have fan mail? I sent you a DM on Instagram, but want to send a jersey and expand your jersey collection from Josh. Well, that was very long. Uh, Thank God you didn't pay $10 to go in the credits. But yes, Josh, we do. The P.O. box is in the bottom of every description on YouTube. So thank you. And over on YouTube, we got Parker B. A big shout out and thank you to you both. Now, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. You remember, you remember when I sat here, because the power rankings came out on Friday last week, and people were like, Tom, where's the Buccaneers? Where's the Buccaneers, Tom? Where are the Vikings, Tom? You can't tell me that the Packers are better than the Vikings, Tom. I didn't have to. The Packers told you themselves. So, yeah. Who looks like an idiot now? I'm going to be wrong about all of this literally next week. But let me have my moment. So, yeah, week two. Oh, God. There was a lot of ups and downs which will be reflected in these power rankings. And there will also be teams on there who were there last week but are not going to be on there this week. A lot of fluctuation going on, but it's just week two. But all I know is the Washington football team is number one in the NFC East. The San Francisco 49ers are last in the NFC West. And Gardner Minshew is a literal god. Starting off with number 10, a new team emerges. And that's the New England Patriots to the chagrin of basically everybody. Yup, the New England Patriots crack the top 10 once again. I wasn't going to put them there last week because obviously who knows what they were going to look like. And yet, Bill Belichick found a way. Just like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Yep. The Patriots' defense, while not looking like its old self, Ryan Fitzpatrick still threw three interceptions, which doesn't look good for him. On top of that, Newton really didn't have to throw a whole lot, but was accurate when he decided to throw. Instead, he was getting everything on the ground, 75 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. And pretty much, they were just like, we're just going to run it with everybody. We don't really have any wide receivers. That's fine. We don't We don't need them. We're just going to run the ball. And we were talking about this during the offseason when... The Patriots actually acquired Cam Newton, that they were basically just going to be like, okay, we're going to build an offense around Cam Newton to his strengths. And even when he was throwing the ball, which I know was a concern, it looked good. It looked accurate. And it looked like Cam Newton was the Cam Newton of old. Now, I want to say something very, very important. With any of these games, it's week one. During a pandemic, which there was no preseason, and essentially there was barely any training camp because a lot of it was virtual, and these guys have only been together for a few weeks. So I'm not going to jump to the gun, except to the Packers, they're going to win the Super Bowl. But right now, Cam Newton and the New England Patriots, yeah, they looked pretty good. We'll see how they could do against the Seahawks next week. Then you got number nine, which I might be jumping the gun here, but 
They look damn good. The Arizona Cardinals, because boy, oh boy, Kyler Murray. <laughs> Hello. Kyler Murray, 26 for 40, 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception, but 91 yards on the ground and one touchdown. And oh God, that one rushing touchdown. So good. So good. And that is against a very good 49ers defense. And they're on the road and they're still able to get the win. Oh, they're good. Damn, they were good. And then DeAndre Hopkins, after the Texans, literally couldn't do anything against the Chiefs. DeAndre freaking freaking Hopkins. 14 for 151 yards. Yeah. That was a great move, Bill O'Brien, even though David Johnson didn't look half bad. So the Cardinals, under Cliff Kingsbury, they utilized speed, skill, agility, and they played some damn good football, and they upset the San Francisco 49ers, which I am so happy about. It's going to be interesting to see if they can continue this week to week to week, but right now, yeah, Cardinals are looking scary, and that NFC West is just a disgusting division right now, and it arguably is going to be the best one in football. Then number eight, I got the San Francisco 49ers, and you might be like, wait, 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 <laughs> Tom, you just put the Cardinals there and the Cardinals beat them. I know. I think the San Francisco 49ers are still a very good football team and a more complete team than the Arizona Cardinals. I gave the Arizona Cardinals their due. I still think the 49ers deserve to be a slot above. The 49ers, they really didn't have a whole lot. Their best player right now is Raheem Mostert. Yeah, the guy who haunts my nightmares every single night when I try to close my eyes. He just burst through my eyelids like he did our defensive line. On top of that, they looked just sluggish. They looked like they were out of practice, which, you know, they are. Jimmy G had a chance, had a chance to go and set up the game winner. But yeah, no, couldn't get it done. And that's kind of been the story about Jimmy G, right? There's sometimes where he's like super hot, not just physically, but also athletically. And then there's times where he's very, very cold and he cannot do anything. On top of that, the Kittle injury, it seems like he is going to be day by day. He has a knee sprain, so if he is out for any extended amount of time, that is obviously going to majorly impact the 49ers. Right now, though, I think they're one of those teams that just has to kind of get their feet from underneath them, and then they'll start clicking. But their lack of wide receiver depth because of all the injury is definitely concerning. And, you know, this is one of those divisions that if they get off to a slow start, oh, God, could they not make the playoffs? That'd be so nice. Number seven, you got the Tennessee Titans. I know I had the Tennessee Titans way up there, but man, oh man, were they sluggish. Tannehill, 29 for 43 for almost 250 yards and two touchdowns. Pretty good, right, against the Broncos. Henry rushed for over 100 yards, but it was messy and a good God. You need to fix that kicker situation, like stat, like right now. And now here's the thing. With the Broncos, I have pegged them to be a really good team this year, and they showed those flashes, but with the loss of Von Miller, I thought that the Titans were going to be able to put up a better showing than they did, but it was a low-scoring game. It was a hard-fought game. I don't mean to drop the Titans that low, but for me, you know, I mean, they didn't even get A.J. Brown involved, and maybe this is just personal because A.J. Brown was starting for me in fantasy and really did poopy caca. Not as bad as James Conner, though. But for the Titans, I think the real test is going to be an against at a really, really good defense, and we'll see how they're going to hold up. But right now, they won. They still remain in the top 10, and they arguably could be a little bit higher, but let's see if that slow start continues. Then number six, I got the Buffalo Bills. As we've talked about, they're going to live and die by Josh Allen. Josh Allen had amazing highs, over 300 yards, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and also two lost fumbles. 
Can't do that, Josh. They did lose Edmonds to an injury. Hopefully that's not going to be significant. And their defense overall was pretty damn good. At the same time, they're playing the New York Jets. So I thought that they were just going to walk away with this one really, really easily. I'm really looking forward to them facing some real competition, which will be coming in the next few weeks. But for right now, in week one, the Bills remain in the top 10, but just outside the top five. Then number five, you got the New Orleans Saints. Yep, that's right. The New Orleans Saints took care of Tom Brady and company, but... They really didn't look that good doing it. It took a while for Drew Brees to get going. Really didn't have much of a rushing attack. Kamara kind of came out at the end and, you know, started making some big plays. And listen, they took care of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is great. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also can be applauded that they had a pretty damn good defense. Michael Thomas got injured, so we're going to see if that's going to be a nagging injury throughout the season. But honestly, watching that game, it really wasn't. It was a sloppy football game. It really it really wasn't that good. They're another team that I think is going to get better as the weeks go on. But right now, there were just teams that were better than them week one. This is going to shift every single week. Then number four, you got the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, they looked terrifying terrifying the Seahawks people were worried about what their defense was going to look like you don't have a real good primary rusher yeah they didn't need it when the offense was looking like that Russell Wilson was just like don't worry baby I got this 31 for 35 322 yards four touchdowns terrifying led by DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett Chris Carson was even getting in on the party if this is the kind of offense that the Seattle Seahawks are going to have it's going to be a long season for the rest of the league. And the Falcons were a dark horse for me, and I think that they have an improved defense, and the way that Russell Wilson just carved them up, it was a showing. It was definitely a showing. And again, obviously, it's just week one, but I, I honestly couldn't keep them out of the top five. The Seattle Seahawks look damn impressive. Do I want the Seahawks or the 49ers in the playoffs? Can I vote for neither of them? Then number three... You got the Green Bay Packers, baby. That's right. Number one scoring offense in the league. Yo, Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> no bias. <clears throat> no bias. Putting up 43 freaking fracking points. All the people are like, oh, man, Aaron Rodgers is so dusty. He's so worn out. They're kicking him out of Green Bay. Oh, no, no, no. Aaron Rodgers decides when this train stops. Rodgers, 32 for 44, 364 yards and four TDs. Devontae freaking fracking Adams, 14 for 156 and two touchdowns. Also, Al Lazard getting in on the touchdown party. You also had MVS getting in on the touchdown party, even though he had some pretty significant drops, but he also caught a really good touchdown. It was at a contested catch. So yeah, that roller coaster is going to be great this season. And there's two big things that I pulled from the Packers game. One, Lane Taylor going down was a significant loss. He's actually going to be out for the rest of the season and my heart breaks for him because he had a season ending injury last year. But the thing that really stood out was the fact that that offensive line was able to come in. They were shifting 
shifting guys around like Jenkins, and it did not matter. They were amazing in pass protection, so that was phenomenal. John Runyon played very, very well. On top of that, they spread the ball around, which was great. They were doing lots of end arounds and jet sweeps, and Alan Lazard was running, and it was so nice. And Aaron Rodgers had no problem going deep. You looked at it last year, and their deep ball was anemic. It took a long time to get going. It took weeks to get going. Here, Aaron Rodgers looked like it was no big deal, and they were just humming like a well-oiled machine. And on the defensive side, that first drive, ooh, that was ugly. I was like, oh, okay, here's this run defense. Nothing got better. And then they locked it down, only allowing 10 points in the first three quarters. My only concern is what happened in the fourth quarter because they allowed some really, really quick scores and they can't allow really good teams to do that. Now, we did respond our offense with no problem. Long sustained drives that ended in points after the first quarter and a half. There really wasn't any red zone offense to speak of, but they solved that problem real, real quick. So hopefully the defense at the end is just because it's terrible prevent defense and it's not indicative of a larger problem. But for right now, yeah, your Green Bay Packers are number three, baby. Yeah. Vikings, you're not even on the list. Not even there. Number two, you got the Baltimore Ravens, who had a commanding win over the Cleveland Browns, even though they're the Cleveland Browns, and they barely even had to run the ball, even though J.K. Dobbins wound up sneaking in there two times, and I started Ingram. Damn you, Dobbins. They won that game because of good defense and Lamar frickin' frackin' Jackson, who was firing on all cylinders, had great accuracy. Lamar Jackson was also their leading rusher as well. And again, some might say it's just the Browns, which you're not wrong. But yeah, this is how you get rid of a divisional opponent. And number one, no change from last week. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about this because we did the power rankings on Friday last week because I couldn't get it out. They looked in midseason form. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, he looked great when they didn't stack the box. And they just look like they're playing Madden right now. But if Madden was good. So like, Madden 04? And even if you do wind up stacking the box, I mean, they got Hill, you got Kelsey, you got Watkins. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to stop this team. It's going to be very difficult to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this year. And again, they're another team that I would not be surprised just makes it back to the Super Bowl. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Those are my rankings for this week. Do you think other teams should be higher, lower? The Steelers, they were right there. You know, they lost James Conner, but they had Snell come in and did just fine. And while that defense was really, really good, I also think the Giants' offensive line is also really, really bad. I was going to put the Steelers at number 10 again, where the Patriots were, but... Yeah, I just have a little bit more confidence in the Patriots right now. And, like, a lot of people are talking about how good Big Ben looked. I didn't I didn't see it. He was he was okay. He was good. He had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley, which is sad. But for me, I don't know. It wasn't as convincing on the offense. And right now, I'm just going to lean Patriots. But who knows? The Steelers might be back there next week. So don't get mad at me just yet. But let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go back, go. Go.